Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later, I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello, folks. Welcome to the show. The U.S. is currently embarrassing themselves abroad in the Ryder Cup uh, as uh, the Team Europe is poised to have a pretty comfortable victory overall, despite the fact that they were solidly underdogs uh, for most of the summer and even the closing stretches of uh, up to uh the the Ryder Cup start they were still plus 200 i think uh in terms of the odds uh, uh even though the number went down from over 500 uh but yeah the the US has been a complete and utter debacle the Ryder Cup selections were a joke this will be talked about for years to come with Zach Johnson why Justin Thomas was even on this team i mean it's an absolute embarrassment but hey we're not here to talk about golf. We're here to talk about the NFL. Uh, hopefully, it, this uh, comes across in time for the folks because uh, we have the London game, so that means early kickoffs at 9.30 because of the games being in London. But, um, yeah, so let's get right into it with uh, the picks and my thoughts for uh, uh, the matchups this week. So, uh, obviously, we got the London game, Jags, uh Technically, it's a road game for the Jags in London. Who cares? Uh, I mean, it's Jags versus Falcons. Uh, Jags, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, I would say take the under in this game. Uh, the uh, the over-under is 42-and-a-half. I don't see, I don't see this, this over-hitting. Uh, the Jags' offense has been an absolute disaster. All the Falcons want to do is run the football. I, I thought the Falcons might actually try to expand their offense, but no, they are content to just continue to just keep running the football. So, unless the Jags like make a tremendous leap to be far more efficient on offense, I think this game plays pretty fast. Uh, where you know the Jags going to run uh, chew up some clock. Atlanta's going to chew up some clock. I, I think I think the under is the play here. I do think the Jags win the game, but I wouldn't shock me if the Jags only win by a field goal. So, to me, with the hook, I don't like the spread here um, for the Jags to cover uh, three and a half. This feels like a field goal game, but if I were to bet it, I, I would say take the under on the 42 and a half. I, I'm just not sold on the... The matchup here. Next up, we've got Titans traveling to Cincy to play the Bengals. The Bengals looked shaky Monday night. Extremely shaky. I, I don't care. Um, I didn't expect Joe Burrow to play in that game. He did. Didn't look great. Um, they won mainly because their defense uh, was able to overwhelm the Rams' offensive line. But that's about it. I, I again, over under is forty one and a half. 
I think you can take the under again here. I, I don't like this matchup. I, I think, again, short turnaround for Monday night. I don't think the defense is going to be as sharp. Tennessee, you know what they're going to do. They're going to pound Derrick Henry down your throat. Uh, but I don't like this from a fantasy scoring perspective. I don't like this from a real life uh, perspective. Uh, I don't think it's going to be an entertaining game. I, I, you know, from what I'm looking at, Joe Burrow is completely uh, uh, diminished because of that calf injury. He's not healthy. Uh, they can say whatever they want. He the that offensive line cannot protect him, and he's basically looking like a sitting duck. It's forcing him to get the ball out of his hands faster than he would normally like. But even then, uh, he's having to throw with mostly his arm. He's not getting the zip on the ball. That It, it looks different. Uh, I mean, if you watch the tape, you can see it. And I think NFL teams are going to start picking up on that too. I think they're going to start sitting on more routes for the Bengals. Like, because he threw a lot of short routes to uh, Jamar Chase, uh, you know. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see it with the Bengals. I, I think you have to take the Titans here. Um, they're plus two and a half as a day underdog, but I think they can win outright. Uh, I just. I don't like this spot for the Bengals. Uh, just being perfectly honest. Uh, the game of the day: Bills versus Dolphins. Um, Bills three point favorites at home in Buffalo. Fifty two and a half total. I think. This should be a high-scoring game. So, to me, I'd be surprised if we don't hit the over here. But I think the Bills do win this game. I think the Bills need to win this game. This is more of a... Miami's just flying high off of that just absolute beating that they gave the Broncos, put up 70. Um, Sometimes you can have too good of a game, uh, and uh, you put everyone on notice. I think the Bills, it's the Bills' time to respond. And... If they don't respond against Miami, I think Miami basically cruises to winning the uh, uh, to the uh, winning the AFC East. Uh, if the Bills don't win this game, so to me, that's how important this game is for the Bills. They have to be able to get the win at home because I think they don't win against Miami in Miami. So I, I think they they need to get this to get this dub. Uh, now, how do they do it? I mean, you're obviously looking at Josh Allen. Um, from a fancy perspective, uh, you know he's going to scramble. The only problem I have with the Bills are they're just so expensive. They're priced up. Uh, Allen's 8200 on DraftKings. Uh, you got uh, uh, he, you got Stephon Diggs at 8100 it's like it's already a pricey stack as is. Gabe Davis doesn't get used enough, in my opinion, to justify his cost. He's fifty nine hundred. Like there's so many other options I can get to. Like to me, uh, you know, you can go down the list. Like Kincaid um, is uh, is priced up still for the amount of work that he's gonna get. I just. I just have issues playing this Bills team because you need every single point. I, I guess, well, actually, no, uh, Kincaid's only 3,200. We can live with that and Knox is 3,100. Maybe we can go with the tight ends, but the tight ends haven't been used that much either. So the Bills have been a little bit of a 
tough nut to crack because uh, even James Cook is 6300 He's going to have to get into the, the end zone to justify that price tag because his usage is going to be less than the other running backs uh, because of how many weapons this team has. It's the problem of having a good team. And again, it, the Bills are a similar problem as what you're getting with KC. Although, at least with KC, you know it's going to Kelsey uh, more often than not. So you kind of build your stack around that with the Bills. Yeah, it should be Diggs, but oftentimes it's not Diggs. Uh, Diggs often does not get there with the Bills. It's usually only about five or six games a year that Diggs actually gets there. But with the price tag, it's it's hard to do it. So um, I'd rather play the Miami side of the matchup where you use Tua and you make your choice between Waddle and Tyreek. Everyone's going to go to Tyreek. Completely get it. Um, but... You're getting the discount with Waddle being back. Uh, Waddle's seventy six hundred. Tyreek's ninety two hundred. Um, Tua's running at seventy four hundred. So maybe you take the discount with Waddle. It's a pass funnel, so it's going to one of those two. Um, yeah, we were talking up Braxton Berrios earlier in the week, but with Waddle officially active, the thirty six hundred isn't nearly as appealing when he's not going to get the target share necessarily um and then you still have running back by committee with, between Moser and uh, uh Devin a chain uh a chain is 5700 Moser 6500 um a chain is probably the better option uh just because the touches should be closer to a 50 50 split and you, you take the pricing discount there so that that's where I'm kind of looking at uh things for the moment uh in terms of the bill, but I don't think I'm going to be concentrating on this game. Texans and Steelers is the game I'm going to be concentrating on. I'll tell you why. Uh, the pricing on C.J. Stroud and the Texans remains too cheap. Uh, Stroud is only 5600 The Steelers' secondary is hot garbage. Nico Collins is 5100 and Tank Dell is 4600 You can also go to Robert Woods if you want to be contrarian at 4300 if you're playing 150 I wouldn't necessarily do Robert Woods in one fifth, uh, uh, less than uh, if you're doing less than twenty lineups. I think you focus on Nico Collins' Tank Dell. Um, everyone's uh, knows about Tank Dell from last week, so they're probably going to flock to him. I think you can kind of go back to Nico Collins at five hundred dollars more at fifty one hundred. I think that's a sharper play from a DFS standpoint because uh, he is primarily the number one receiver for Stroud. It's just last week, uh, Dell had the better matchups and had a monster game. Uh, uh, but uh, I think this week it's going to be uh, Collins. But I have no problems playing those two together because they both can get in the end zone against the Steelers secondary. The Steelers secondary is still hot garbage. I don't care what anyone says. Yes, they can rush the passer. But if you're athletic enough, the way Stroud is, you can stay alive long enough in the pocket and get the ball down the field. Uh, this is going to be a problem for the Steelers. Uh, I don't think uh, the Steelers' uh, defense can slow down the Texans. I think the Texans are going to have ample opportunity uh, to score the rock. And then, you know, with uh, the tight end spot, you got Schultz uh, at 3,200. And Brevin Jordan is the touchdown dependent target. He's only 2,500. We have a bunch of options at t- tight end this week 
that are going to be chalky. One of them being Pat Fryermuth for the Steelers. He's 3400 Everyone's looking to play him. He's getting a lot of attention. The, the price is way too cheap for the amount of targets he's going to get. But you also have to consider the fact that if everyone's talking him up and he looks to be the highest on tight end, maybe we get a little bit different because, you know, there, there, I could see pathways where Kenny Pickett does not get the ball uh, at the fryer move the way he should. Now, the only reason why I don't, uh, I, I believe me, I'm, I'm loving the Texan side. The only reason why I'm not as dependent on doing the full game stack is again, uh, Matt Canada calling the plays for the Steelers offense is an adventure in and of itself. So it depends on how well Kenny Pickett can get the ball out there, but. Uh, uh, I do think no matter what, when the Texans get their hands on the ball, they're going to put up points. So, to me, I'm more than okay with the Texans. And Damian Pierce, uh, still cheap on the uh, on the running back side. You know, you can get uh, Pierce for uh, 5100 Too cheap. You can run on the steals as well. Uh, the Texans are just too cheap overall. Um, I don't care what anyone says. It, like, the Texans are a very, very sharp play. Um, to get away from some of these other matchups of, of the day. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back after this. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right, we are back. Eagles, Commanders. Eagles, highest price defense on the slate at 4K. Probably worth it because Sam Howell is somehow exhibiting negative football presence IQ, which is pretty hard to do, but man, he... He's been looking rough. Uh, It's been one good game, one horrible game. Uh, Like, he had the horrible game. Maybe he gets an average game. But the Eagles secondary is a little bit banged up. But, man, like, Howell was bad. I I mean, really bad. Granted, it's the uh, Bills. But, I mean, it's... The performance he had against the Bills, let's just be blunt. It was just not it. I mean, four picks, and they were bad picks. Like, there wasn't like, oh, it was a deflection. No, no, no. These were QB error picks. Uh, You know, again, this is uh, not not great. Uh, But, like I said, the issue with Philly is that they're all expensive, and it's hard to figure out who the game script's going to focus on because they spread the ball around. And when you spread the ball around, it's almost impossible to get the right 
combination. Even if Philly pops off, uh, outside of playing Hurts, that we're we're gonna get those dudes. So I, I'm just not playing this game outside of maybe some Bills with Philly defense if I can get up to it. Uh, it's just a matter of again the pieces are just too expensive. I just I can't get there with any of these skill position players and. Again, I, I like other plays other than Hurts. Colts and Rams. Uh, yeah, so Anthony Richardson's back. Made me like this game less. Uh, that It wasn't Minshew because uh, with Richardson, you're going to get more rushing. Um, I think it impacts Zach Moss. It definitely impacts the passing game because you're going to get lesser numbers. Although, Pittman could still go off if uh, Richardson locks in on him. But uh, I don't necessarily see this as the... Uh, I don't necessarily see this as the, the game where uh, you're you're going to get um, a, necessarily a monster matchup. Now, on uh, the other uh, side of the coin... I mean, and actually, I should have said this before... The Philly game uh, with the Eagles uh, being favored by uh, eight and a half. Uh, the line is too wide for me to even bet that game, too. But, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, back to the Colts and Rams. Rams favored by point and a half. I'm leaning towards the Rams side. The issue just ends up being, you know, could, uh, could we get a win from... Uh, can we get a win from uh, the Colts? Yeah, it, I don't think the Rams are that good. Uh, it, it's not as though you've got uh, a juggernaut with the Rams. It's just a, what it kind of comes down to is, again, the situational football. I think the Rams are going to be a little bit cleaner, and it probably just makes a difference in, in the game itself. I, you know, it, it's really that straightforward. I, I don't, I don't think there's a. Uh, I don't think there's necessarily a uh, particular lean or stance that's going to make this a, any more of a decisive game one way or the other um, in terms of the matchup. Uh, uh, Puka Nakua is 6,700. Um, Kyron Williams is the best play on the DFS late at 6K. I, I, I just don't... I don't think there's anything else you get that, uh, that needs to be said. I, I just think that... Kyron Williams is just going to get a ton of volume, and that's all it's going to come down to. It's There's going to be a ton of volume from uh, uh, Kyron Williams being involved in the passing attack. Just across the board, I, you know, Kyron Williams is going to be involved in the rushing attack, passing attack. He's going to get the most touches in the game, and he's only 6K. He should be priced closer to 8K. For the amount of touches he's going to get, it's just that simple. It's it's a misprice. He's going to be he's going to be incredibly popular, but the reality of the situation is he should be over fifty percent owned, and he's only going to be over thirty percent owned. You could hope for injury, but realistically, in terms of the amount of touches he's going to get, I, I just think you know don't get cute. I, I don't think. There's a reason to try to fade Kyron Williams, uh, <clears throat> unless you're playing only one lineup and you're just trying to find a way to get there. And I get that if you're you're playing minimal lineups, 
there's always a there's always a uh, a chance you can do it that way. But if you're Masmola entering like fading Kyron Williams, it just doesn't make a lick of sense to me. Oh God, do I have to cover this game? <laughs> Bears Broncos. Oh, Broncos favored by three. Ugh. Forty-six and a half total. Man, I don't like any like I don't like any side of this bet. Uh, a Broncos defense that seems to have already quit on its coaching staff. A Bears defense that's terrible. Ugh, man. Whew. Can we take a pass on the game? I mean, uh, there's there's no real takes I have here. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not fond of, uh, where the Bears offense seems to be broken with Justin Fields. Uh, you know, Eberflus, like, wants to, like, just diversify the offense, but take away Fields' option running attack, which doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, you know, if you're playing Fields... I guess you can play him naked, but it's like they're not using DJ Moore. They're not using Cole Komet. Whatever, like how, however much you may or may not like Cole Komet, uh, that was the safety blanket for Justin Fields uh, last season. <sighs> yeah, it's like I got I got nothing for the rest of this game. Like I can't recommend any Broncos pieces. I know the Bears defense is bad, but. You know, maybe Javante Williams. That that's about it on the on the Broncos side at fifty five hundred. That's that's about it. And yeah, it's like this is tough. Like that that's just an ugly, ugly game. I, I just can't get behind it. All right, Saints Bucks. Another game, man. Th- this is just like a brutal early window. Uh. Saints four and a half point favorites. I I don't like the fact that Carr's starting. He took me off this game completely. Took me off of Taysom. Took me off of basically everyone. Uh I don't think Carr's healthy. I don't think Tampa's any good with Baker. Uh, maybe the Bucks can cover at four and a half. I, I I would say this is probably more of a game where you. Do the Bucks in a teaser, and you tease that number up to double digits to get that to a ten and a half. I don't, I don't see much else in this game. Like the the totals forty and a half. I mean, it's just all over the place. Where it's just like ugly looking game. Uh, I got nothing, nothing nice to say about it. So we're gonna move on. Um, uh, Browns Ravens is Deshaun Watson healthy? Seems to be the talk that Deshaun Watson's going to miss this game. Uh, Ravens defense is 3,200. It's going to be the most popular defense on the slate if Deshaun uh, misses. Um, The thing is, the Ravens defense isn't even that good. Um, I don't know. Again, this is another game where I'm I'm just not enamored with any of these uh, pieces. Uh, But if... Deshaun Watson misses. Uh, I think you can play Jerome Ford mainly because 
if it's Dorian Thompson Green, they, like, they're going to have to just keep running the ball um, with Jerome Ford, and he's 5,400. So you can do Kyron Williams, you can do Jerome Ford, you, and maybe you pl- put McCaffrey in the flex uh, for the afternoon slate. I, I don't know. It, it, again, it's, some of these games are just yawn is the best way I can phrase it. Um, not, nothing, nothing to write home about here. Vikings hosting Panthers. We got 1 p.m. Kirk, folks. Just, just bet 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins. We're, we're going to just take the money line at minus 215. 1 p.m. Kirk's going to see us through, folks. Look, just believe in it. Believe in 1 p.m. Kirk. <laughs> I mean, Justin Jefferson is, whoo, 9600 Highest price person on the slate. We're getting up there in pricing. But against Carolina, yeah, you can pay off you can pay off value there. I just don't necessarily like pairing him with Kirk because Kirk's expensive enough where he could get outscored by the likes of a CJ Stroud. So to me, it's you kind of run Justin Jefferson on it on his own, or you could do the run back with Adam Thielen and see if Carolina kind of keeps the game somewhat competitive, but there, there's, even though I expect the Vikings to win, I'm not expecting, like, that much of an offensive juggernaut, so that's the other reason why it's like the, I think the Justin Jefferson 9600 is going to scare people off, but I still think he's going to get ownership, so it, it's a, uh, it's a little bit interesting, uh, how much ownership he gets. If he gets uh, 15% ownership or more, I don't, I can't necessarily support it, but, you know, there's, there's pathways. There's definitely pathways. Um, but yeah, the, the Vikings, uh, minus four and a half. (sighs) The Vikings could screw this up and only win by a field goal. I, I feel more confident just betting the money line and, be done with it because the Vikings will find a way to win this game. I I just it just may not be the smoothest ride there is. Believe in one p.m. Kirk. <laughs> All right. Um, what else we got for the uh, for the one p.m. games? I think that does it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, four o'clock games. Uh, essentially, we got some interesting news. We're waiting uh, waiting on. Uh, is it going to be Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer starting for the Raiders? And I know that is not what like Raiders fans want to hear, but Jimmy G did not clear concussion protocol. But Aiden O'Connell is going to be 4K. And a 4K QB against a weak passing defense like the Chargers is going to garner interest. How much interest? Who knows? But I would say it would be foolish not if you're mass monitoring not to uh, bankroll a couple of lineups where you slot in Aiden O'Connell and then you can spend up on other targets to make it a little bit more worthwhile. I, I think you have to at least consider the possibility, not that it's your main build, but at least you use O'Connell to free up some flexibility to spend up at, at other skill position spots in case you get a Justin Jefferson going off and Christian McCaffrey goes off and Kyron William goes off. 
Like, you want to be able to have the salary to f- afford all those guys. And realistically, the only way you can do that is if you go 4K at QB. So, I mean, yeah, you can go cheap in other spots, but uh, O'Connell gives you a decent enough floor opportunity that it, it should be worthwhile enough to explore uh, that option. Moving on. Cowboys-Patriots. I have no interest in this game. Oh, actually, I should say Chargers minus six and a half. If it if it if it stays true that uh, uh, that it's either QB, but I think if it's Hoyer, that line can be seven and a half, and I, I probably think it's fair. Um, but uh, it's interesting that uh, it's interesting that uh, uh, we find ourselves like trying to find ways of uh, getting to. A spot where we feel comfortable betting the charges in Brandon Staley. It's like it's not it's not a comfortable place right now. Like the Chargers are finding new and creative ways of screwing games up. But um, Cowboys and Patriots, Cowboys five and a half point favorites. Pats look broken. Uh, I think Mac Jones looks like the less athletic brother of da- uh, uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, just being perfectly blunt, like I-, I want someone to explain to me how they could actually consider Mac Jones a better QB than than uh, Daniel Jones, and I'm not saying that as a compliment to Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones has a lot of issues, but I'm saying Mac Jones has just as many issues and is less athletic. Like I, I think the Pats have a bust on their hands at QB, and to me. If the Cowboys were going to embarrass the Giants the way that they did, I think they're going to pretty much do the exact same thing uh, to the Pats today in Dallas. Uh, like To me, this is far and away the easiest bet, in my opinion, is just bet the Cowboys to just roll the Patriots. I, I think you just play Cowboys defense, and you call it a day. I, you know, I don't... You know, we could, like, try to get all fancy with uh, the terminology of, like, how they're going to do it. It's like, Dak hasn't had monster games. You know, Tony Pollard's going to run the ball. I mean, but Dallas's offense just hasn't done anything. But this Patriots offense, I think it's just going to get sh- completely shut down by... The Dallas defense. I, I think it. I think it's an absolute like uh, mismatch. Um, there, there's just no if, ands, or buts about it. I, I think it's a complete mismatch. This is uh, just walking into a massacre, in my opinion. So, not enamored with these afternoon games, but I am going to say that Christian McCaffrey versus Arizona. McCaffrey is ninety two hundred. He's expensive, but. I think he is, outside of Justin Jefferson, probably the most likely to be the highest scoring person on the slate. Uh, it, it's just one of those things where, the way I look at it, Christian McCaffrey could put up 35, 40 points, and I wouldn't be remotely surprised. This Arizona team has holes. Now, they haven't been exploited because 
Dallas like was sleepwalking through their game. I don't know what the hell happened to Dallas. I expect San Fran to be on point and ready to block and create some holes. And McCaffrey is just going to cut them up like a knife through butter. Like that's that's what I was expecting from Tony Pollard last week. Dallas just wasn't ready to play. I think San Fran will be ready to play, and we're going to get the result that we were expecting out of Dallas last week. Uh, only this time, it's going to be the Niners instead taking advantage on the ground game. So that to me, that's the way I'm looking at it. I think the Niners cover easily. Uh, it's and it's a big spread because like we had twelve and a half. Uh, I I think the Niners won by two touchdowns. So I'm okay with the big spread here. Um, it's it is what it is. Uh, I, I just think that the the Niners are just prohibitively better team. And after beating Dallas last week, I expect a little bit of a letdown from Arizona because they are still very much trying to tank for Caleb Williams. So, um, yeah, uh, they 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 get the reprieve for the next couple of weeks uh, of not putting in uh, even remotely close to. Ex- <laughs> top level effort uh, in some of these games coming up. So j- just be aware of that uh, teams playing the Cardinals next couple of weeks. Uh, I-, I would very much side on the opposite side of the Cardinals. All right. Sunday night football chiefs jets. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do a full showdown show for this just because it- it's just going to be talking about the chiefs and how they're going to score on the jets. And will Zach Wilson, like, just be remotely passable? Um, Chiefs seven and a half point favorites. Uh, I mean, you expect the Chiefs to cover that. Uh, I mean, that's the long and short of it. Um, You know, how do the Jets stay in that game? Jets defense and forcing turnovers. That's about it. But I, I think this is more of a case where... Chiefs just take care of business and, you know, we call it a day. Um, so we'll see if we'll, I do a showdown show about the Chiefs-Jets game, but uh, um, we'll see. Uh, and then for Monday Night Football, my Giants against the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. You know, the Giants, if the Giants cannot score against the Seahawks defense, the season's basically over. The Seahawks have one of the worst defenses. You could you can literally dump the ball off, and they won't be able to tackle. Like they they suck at defending underneath passes and screenplays. The Giants should be able to do uh, work with Matt Breida, uh, getting uh, the ball in space and using Wandale Robinson on wide receiver screens and moving the ball. The fact that the Giants' offensive line is in shambles right now, yes, is an issue. But if you're using screenplays, you should be able to manage around that. So, yes, I do think the Giants should be able to stay competitive in this game. I expect Seattle to win, but I expect a competitive game. So, does it mean that the Seahawks cover? Probably, because the line's still two and a half. Uh, So, more likely, they'll probably win by like a field goal. But I think it should be a tight game. Uh, that being said, you know, we've seen the Giants have implosion spots against Seattle. And 
it wouldn't shock me if they had another implosion spot against Seattle. But realistically, there's no excuse for it because the Seattle uh, Seattle defense is something that Dan Jones should be able to take advantage of. So I'm, I'm not going to put up with excuses. It is what it is. Uh, this should be a manageable game for the Giants. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, on the DFS side, I would say focus on Kyron Williams. Uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey probably factors to be the best uh, high-scoring player on the slate. And then use the Texan stack to get your lineups cheap enough to fit those guys in. Uh, so, yeah, that's my advice, folks. Best of luck to everyone. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the games. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.